Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 132. Thank you for joining us. Today, Bonnie is joined by Colby's students from the Spiritual Life Club and the Colby News Show, along with some of their instructors and mentors. They discuss how clubs, assemblies, and other extracurricular projects work to strengthen the Colby community and enrich the student experience. As a bonus, the students add in some good advice for their fellow Colby students. We're also treated to a special preview of the Colby News Show, which takes place on Mondays following a gathering of students for prayer. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. Time and again, we have heard Colby Cast guests marvel at the connections students make even though they don't share the same physical space. How do they do that? One way is by joining clubs and groups that meet outside of class to explore interests and interesting topics, develop skills and cultivate new hobbies, and grow in faith and virtue. Any student enrolled at Colby can join these groups, not just those who take online classes. The dedication to fostering community is nothing new, but now the online academy schedule includes an assembly period that allows for everyone to gather for prayer and school-wide announcements. On Mondays, students gather for a collaboration between the Spiritual Life Club and the News Show team. Here today to share with us what those Monday assemblies are like and how they help strengthen the Colby community are the student leaders of the Spiritual Life Club, Catherine and Bernadette, and the hosts of the Colby News Show, Dylan, Colin, and Peter. I'm also joined by Spiritual Life Club founding advisor, friend of the Colby cast, and history department chair, Mrs. Therese Brulow, and news show advisor, Mr. Wes Stratman, who also serves as chair of the math department and online instructor. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for having us. Welcome. Yeah, it's great to be here. We're really excited to talk with you today. I'm excited to talk to you guys. I've been looking forward to this. I always enjoy meeting the Colby students, and these are some of my favorite episodes where we can show off the fabulousness of our students and faculty. So let's have you each tell us your Colby connection and some fun fact about yourself. Don't you love it when that, when you're sick? Some fun fact. Catherine, will you start us off? My name's Catherine and I'm a student at Colby in the 10th grade. And a fun fact about me is um, one of my favorite hobbies is tap dancing. Fantastic. Have you been with Colby for a while now? About 10 years now. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Bernadette, what's your Colby connection and a fun fact about yourself? Yeah, so I uh, I started here in eighth grade. I had done one class before with Colby in sixth grade, a grammar boot camp with um, Mrs. O'Connor. But um, also an actual Colby connection. Both my uncle and aunt are teachers for Colby. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Fry and Mrs. Fry. So yeah, and um, one. F- kind of cool fact about myself. Um, let me see. I wasn't born in America. I was born in Ireland. So yeah, that's kind of a cool fact. Wow, that is. Colin, would you tell us about yourself? Fun fact about you, your Colby connection? Certainly. Uh, I've been in Colby for, uh, this is my third semester of my second year. Uh, I'm in 10th grade, so I joined in ninth. Uh, I am related to uh, the so-called principal, uh, Megan Lengel. She's my mother. Okay. Uh, and a fun fact, uh, let's see. I really like camping. 
Okay. I'm, I'm impressed by that. I'm, I'm not a camper. That is not a thing. It sounds like a lot of fun, though, in many ways. Dylan, would you go next? Of course. Uh, hello, my name is Dylan. Uh, this is my third year at Colby. I'm a, currently a sophomore. Uh, and a quick fun fact about me is that I'm a card magician. I've been doing card magic for about eight years now. Oh, wow. How'd you get into that? Uh, it was actually like a little, like one of those toy magic sets. It wasn't very advanced or anything, but picked up a few tricks in there so I could impress people and uh, just kept on learning from there. Nice, nice. Peter, how about you? Um, I've kind of lost track of how long I've been with Colby, but okay. this is now my senior year. Um, and I am a student at Colby Academy. Uh, and a fun fact about myself is that uh, I've done competitive swimming for about eight years. Fantastic. And you were also featured on an early episode of the Colby cast a couple of years ago, our first season. The number yes, is I think, ancient. I think it's number, I'll have to look up the number, but it's called Imagine Being Homeschooled with a couple of fellow Colby students. So it's good to have you back on the Colby cast. Good to be back. Oh, thank you. Mr. Stratman, this is your first year as department chair, but not first year with Colby. How'd you find your way to Colby and what else would you like us to know about you? I found my way to Colby actually through a Facebook ad that my wife saw uh, about enrolling students. And I was kind of looking for um, a way back into Catholic education. I was in public education at that time. And um, she told me about seeing the ad and just kind of encouraged me to look into it. And I applied and the rest is kind of history from there. Well, very brief history. This is my second year, but um, dove in head first. So, and I love it. I love it here. Wonderful. How about a fun fact about yourself? Oh, a uh, fun fact about me is uh, I met my wife uh, in college performing a musical at our church written, um, an original musical written by us about the Catholic Mass. Oh, wow. That is neat. It's certainly a unique fact for sure. Definitely. Yes. Does it have, has it been performed since or was that a one-time? As a one-time deal. We took it on a, we took it on tour, meaning we took it to two other local parishes, but uh, yeah, it was a short-lived, short-lived uh, production. That definitely writes as a fun fact. That's really neat. Okay. Mrs. Prudlow, it's good to have you back. Thank you so much. That's a hard act to follow there. Literally. <laughs> We're so happy to have Mr. Stratman with us here. He has been a fantastic addition to our Colby family. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, this is, I started with Colby in the fall of 2016. Um, and I've loved every minute of it. Uh, this is my first year, uh, as department chair for the history department at Colby. And it's been a lot of fun being here. And, uh, I started with the Spiritual Life Club that same year that I started here at Colby, which has been a really uh, great, great run uh, for a club here. Um, fun fact, I don't know if I can top that one. One thing a lot of people don't realize is I love to do woodworking. And so I actually like to uh, build things. I like to do uh, projects around the house and work on building furniture. So it's not all art books, as my students think. <laughs> I've seen some of that handiwork. It is quite amazing. It's very impressive. And I know you have quite the mug collection. Which one did you choose today? University of Tulsa nice. for the hurricane. Way to represent. <laughs> Good. 
Okay, well, you referenced the origins of the Spiritual Life Club, Mrs. Prudlow. Could you tell us kind of how that came to be and the mission of the Spiritual Life Club? Yes, of course. Um, so like I said, it was it was the fall of my first year teaching in 2016. And I remember opening up our, our faculty lounge. We have a faculty lounge where we all like to sit and chat and we share fun stories about our students um, and some of their great achievements and such. And one day, our illustrious principal, uh, Mrs. Lingala, Colin's mom, posted, she's like, wouldn't it be great to start a club, a spiritual life club? And a couple of us teachers piped up and said, yes, we would uh, love to help out with that. It was um, Mrs. Hamilton and myself. And we we started to think about, envision what that would look like. Because as most of our clubs, all of our clubs here at Colby, we really want them to be for the students, right? So defining those ways to encourage them to have ownership over these clubs and really, um, you know, put their, put their stamp on it. But having us as faculty advisors help direct them and facilitate them in in the vision that they had and so we got a great group of students that first year and everyone you know we brainstormed different ideas it started slowly um i think we were doing once a week a a, a rosary we would try and meet usually on fridays a time everyone didn't have classes and then it sort of grew from there we, we went on to do things such sometimes some years they would do uh, sort of book book clubs in the chat boxes where they would discuss different uh, books that they were reading, spiritual books and different ideas. And and the club through the years has just sort of blossomed into, uh, and filled this wonderful need in the community. Uh, people started showing up for our weekly rosaries, others outside of the club, um, because of course we opened it to all we also took on the role of uh, being a place people could go saying, oh, um, someone has had a hardship and we would love to do a spiritual bouquet. And our students were the first ones, they would just volunteer and say, yes, we would love to make spiritual bouquets. It started with doing simple spiritual bouquets for their teachers at um, the beginning of the year. And you know, all the students would chime in and say, oh yeah, I wanna offer a rosary, I wanna offer a mass or a decade. And the Spiritual Life Club really took it on themselves to spearhead creating uh, documents and and forms so that people could easily do that. And then creating the spiritual bouquets to send out to teachers or members of the staff, anyone in need. Uh, And since then, they have blossomed even more. I mean, they've gone on to help during our vocations retreat that we've started doing the last couple of years. Um, they're not in charge of it, but they are, they're definitely part of the background staff to come in. And they're always, I, I'm always so impressed with our students that join Spiritual Life Club and especially our captains. They, they do so much to really make all this run so smoothly. So they helping with vocations, um, doing stations of the cross during Lent. Um, another huge thing that they do is the Catholic Schools Week. So the Spiritual Life Club is a huge part of helping organize some of the um, different spiritual events. And it's not only the club by itself, but they're also, they love to collaborate. Uh, so we had the collaboration with the news team. We've had collaborations with a number of clubs, such as the French Club, Spanish Club. I, I know this year they're going to be doing something with the Latin Club where they'll come in and they'll share spiritual time for doing our weekly rosary. So the, the Spanish Club is going to come in and do their, their rosary in Spanish for us. 
um, one week this year. So a lot of collaborations with other clubs. Yeah, so it's been it's been really beautiful to see how the club has has grown and blossomed through the years. And I, I give that all to the students. The students have really driven all of all of that, and there is their passion for that that aspect of their life here at Colby. It certainly seems to really have been a strong piece of the community that is exists here at Colby. This particular group has done a lot to really bring the students and families together. This is one of the first clubs at Colby, right? Maybe the first? It is definitely one of our earliest clubs. Uh, I believe there were some language clubs and such as well. Okay. But yeah, no, it was, it, it's one of the early ones and, um, Oh, and we've even collaborated with our other clubs, such as our um, the Got Talent uh, clubs, where they have that. We'll, we're always someone's always ready to volunteer to do the opening, and closing prayers, or making slides. Yes, it's it's become a club that's very much, um, I think I would say, integral within the school community. That is just the word integral. That was escaping me. Good call on that word. Yes. Well, I've seen a lot of the work that goes into creating these various prayer gatherings and I'm, my hat is off to you Mrs. Prudlow and Mrs. Hampleton and everybody who's helped get this club off the ground I've seen a lot of of the traffic because two of my children are involved in this club and so I see a lot of what is happening to get things prepared and and really I'm impressed with the with the student leaders and and the advisors everybody working to make this happen so um, my my thanks and congratulations to you all well, thank you. And of course, let me give a shout out to Mrs. Doucette, who is the current Colby advisor for the Spiritual Life Club and does such an amazing job. I am the, one of the founding members of uh, faculty advisors, but I am more, I have stepped back from that role a little bit more this year. And Mrs. Doucette has taken over and she is doing a fantastic job. I mean, I, I give full credit to her. She's doing a wonderful job at leading these students. Absolutely. I'm very impressed with her and I'm deeply grateful to her for all of the work she has put in to help us work on this episode today. She's done a lot to help us get ready for today's recording and, and sad that she's not able to join us today, We, um, but I'm deeply grateful. Yeah, we missed, we missed that she wasn't able to be here with us today, but she is definitely in our, in all the things we do here at the Spiritual Life Club. Definitely, definitely. Catherine, how did you get involved with the Spiritual Life Club? Have you been in it for a while? Last year was actually my first year in spiritual life. Um, so when I was looking at clubs, the spiritual life one just, I don't know, I, it kept drawing my attention for some reason. <laughs> and then and then I ended up joining that club last year. And I've seen a lot of your good work too this year as co-captain, getting things ready for the various uh, gatherings that have happened. What about you, Bernadette? How did you come to be involved in spiritual life? I started Colby in eighth grade. That was the first time I'd done online classes. So yeah, looking through clubs and I thought, oh, that'd be really great to like get into the community with doing our morning prayer and rosary. So that's really where I started to get into it. And yeah, then I've joined the club uh, since now 10th grade. Okay. This is a very active, got a lot going on. And I really appreciate how it makes the prayer and the life of the liturgical life of the church, all of that just very much integrated into the day of the student stays and, 
And with our students taking online classes, I find here at our house, we've got kids starting classes very early in the morning and it's kind of hit or miss who's in class when. So I really appreciate these prayer assemblies that happen so that everybody comes together to pray at once um, in spite of the, the varying schedules. So I really like that a lot. Um, so on Monday mornings, we have this assembly time, as I, as I was mentioning. Would you walk us through how these go on the, on the prayer gathering side of it and kind of what's included in them? Yeah, um, so we have two uh, prayer sessions. We have the assembly on Mondays where we start our morning prayer. And that usually we start with some spiritual music or Gregorian chant. And um, after that, we have an invitation for attendees. And we usually have a lot um, to offer prayer intentions into the chat. And we see a lot of really amazing prayer intentions. And then that follows with opening prayer and then the gospel reading of the day. So then we usually have a reflection for that gospel. And we say like a closing prayer, then we give it to the news show. Catherine, there are also things that you guys work on called um, Striving for Sainthood, right? How do you, would you tell us a bit about Striving for Sainthood, that, that project? So that's a, um, a segment that we put together for Colby TV, where each month we submit a short um, one or two minute video about a saint whose feast day is in the current month. And so Spiritual Life Club has two volunteers for that, a person who writes the script and then another person who films themselves reading the script. And that was started last year. And so far, it's been really, really nice to continue that. And I look forward to seeing their presentations in Colby TV. Yeah, that's been really neat to see. I've enjoyed that as well. I'm really glad y'all are doing that. Do you all have any standout memories or experiences of the, of being uh, that have come from being a part of this club? I think I did Striving for Sainthood last year once, and I think it was really good the way that um, you learn about a new saint every time. Like we tried this time to do a kind of totally different saint that I actually hadn't heard of. St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, and we found her feast day was in November. So um, yeah, it was really great also trying to find saints that probably people haven't heard about. Also doing, uh, getting to lead opening prayer for our Colby um, Christmas show. I think that was also kind of exciting. And we have so many other opportunities like that that will be coming. What about you, Catherine? A memory that always... Um seems to stand out with me is the time that I led prayer for the first time. It was actually a school-wide rosary, and I remember just thinking to myself, oh, I don't think I'll lead until after a few weeks have passed, and I watch everyone else do it, and then I um, feel more comfortable. But then, surprisingly, um, when I entered the prayer room, one of the captains um, asked me which decade I would like to lead. And so I, I wasn't prepared for that. And so I just, I was getting all nervous. I just answered which one I would do. And then actually it turned out very well. I've seen that in action too. You all are so supportive of each other in the presenter chats and in the preparation time leading up to any of your prayer gatherings when you all are working together ahead of time. And what fine examples you captains and older students, folks who have been in this virtual life club for a while are to the new members and the younger members, and you get them involved right away. I've, that's something I've appreciated too. 
I have to say that some of my favorite memories is watching those chats beforehand and seeing you guys all come in, everyone hopping in, raising their hand to, because we have sort of a little, um, a special aside area that no one else can see when they come into the um, assembly room and just the encouragement the students give each other all the time, all of you guys is, is my favorite thing to see. Um, and you did a great job at that first rosary, Catherine. I remember that. <laughs> and, and, um, because it is nervous, but everyone encourages each other. And I think it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Okay. And so then at the end of your prayer se segment, you transition over to the Colby news show. These guys put together a segment each week. How did this get started, this this new show? Well, I think I can take that. So um, I joined the new show last year when it was a much smaller production. And I can try and tell a little bit of the history before I joined. So from what I've heard, the Colby TV show and the Colby News Show were originally synonymous. They were the same thing. And uh, they were both going to be pre-recorded. But eventually, the Colby TV show ditched the news and that's that's what they like to say they say they hashtag ditch the news and um, at that point mrs finnegan she took on the colby news show as its own project as its own live monday morning thing and she was looking for uh, people to audition and i heard about it from a friend of mine who said i should audition to be a host uh, but when i checked the auditions were only for upperclassmen so and i was a freshman at the time uh, so i couldn't audition then but i kept checking the audition instructions and eventually it said that it was open to freshmen. And so at that point I decided to audition. And I remember I sat, I set up my camera and everything. My sister was in the basement helping me and we filmed a lot of takes for the audition. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't pleased with them. And eventually I just said one more take, I'm sitting down, I'm doing it. And that one was the one that went really well. And that is the one I ended up submitting. And uh, about a couple of days later, Mrs. Finnegan emails me telling me I've got the job and telling me I have like a week to prepare and then I'm starting. And so a week later, uh, when I was actually in a in a hotel, I did the first news show in a hotel and I had uh, designed some slides, some fun skit for it. And uh, for that year, it was, it was ma mainly just me. Um, so I was very excited this year to have it grow into a bigger club with more people who can specialize in the different areas. It's been great from the beginning. It's neat to see how it has grown. And and yes, Dylan, you've gotten it off to a great start. I hear there is a special um, character that makes an appearance that belongs to your sister. Week after week, I hear from my own kids, this particular character was either in the news today or was not. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So I think that character is Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> started as an idea last year when I was uh, I was running out of ideas, actually, for like skits to do on my own. And I decided, well, I don't have to do it on my own. I can bring in a stuffed animal and do it with with him. So uh, there we just got this this wolf and his name is Jimmy. And I set it up and said, you know, he's my silent co-host. And uh, so that saga kind of continued through the year. People looking for Jimmy to come on back. And so uh, this year we've kind of transitioned that into Jimmy is missing. We don't know where he's gone. And it's kind of the the story of finding Jimmy. So that's that's what this year and that is that's the character. That's fun. And now you have two co-hosts, Colin and Peter. How do you all get involved in co-hosting this? So uh, my story started uh, same with Dylan's last year, except I did not pursue the opportunity. Uh, I neglected to get my anchoring audition turned in in time and then 
I just sort of forgot about it for the rest of the year. I think I only ever went to one Colby News Show production last year. Uh, and I didn't even go for the whole thing. And then uh, over the summer, Dylan reached out to me and he asked if I wanted to be part of the news show. And I did not realize how involved it would be, but I've really loved it. I did my first uh, performance per se in September of this year. And it's just been great ever since. So do you have a particular aspect of it, Colin, that is your favorite thing about being a part of the new show? Uh, yes, I really love doing the anchoring, just being able to be funny and very charismatic on webcam in front of a bunch of my uh, high school friends that are in Colby. It's really just a great experience. Good deal. What about you, Peter? So uh, I just saw the news show as a club to join as one of the options. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. I might dip my toes in that. And then I get there and I see how involved it is. And I'm really impressed with it. And I'm just like, this is something I really want to be a part of and something I really want to involve myself with. And so I went to the audition at the live meeting and uh, I auditioned for an anchor role and uh, I got the job and in, I've had a lot of fun since. Do you have a particular favorite dimension of it? I really like the actual process of putting the show, each show together, um, seeing the scripts come together. We have great script writers, uh, seeing all the graphics uh, work and just the collection collaborative effort that it takes to make each news show happen is really fun to see. This sounds like another significant collaborative effort like the Spiritual Life Club collaborates with several other clubs with Colby. This here too, tell us more about that dimension. Who all are you working with there? Who all you have working behind the scenes? Uh, so really it starts uh, every Friday, we get the Friday memo. Uh, our script writers look it over and deem what's important to say in the new show for Monday. And then they write up our first draft of the script by the end of the day, Friday. And the editors start editing it, making uh, spelling changes, getting rid of repetition, adding in more jokes. And in sometimes my case, adding in more puns, which <laughs> is another thing I really enjoy. And then on Saturday, uh, the editors finish up their editing and we usually get our final version ready for the Monday show. Uh, we take a break for the most part on Sunday. Uh, I have worked a little on Sunday on the script before, uh, but that was mainly before we had script writers and editors doing a lot of the hard lifting for that. And then on Monday, about 20 minutes before we air, we do a practice in our own Colby newsroom. So that's not the assembly room. We do a practice there, make sure everything is working well with the script. And then we head into Colby assembly and after Spiritual Life has finished their prayer and reflection, 
uh, we go on air and we do our script and it's great. That is pretty involved. There's a lot of moving parts to that. Lots of pieces coming together. Mr. Stratman, what, how did you get in, uh, in on this as well? And what's involved for you? Uh, well, uh, my story is actually, um, I, I was looking to get involved in some club at some point, uh, and Ms. Lingle, Colin's mom, uh, said that uh, Colin and Dylan were involved in news show, and I had Colin and Dylan in the same class last year, so I knew them both uh, pretty well, and we had a great class, and it was a really fun atmosphere, uh, so I thought it would be fun uh, to jump in. Uh, I don't have much of a background in news, but I my background in education is more in student leadership and student leadership training. And I think that's really invaluable so far this year because it is, as you can tell, uh, very, very student driven and they work very hard. And it's a very quick turnaround from the Friday memo to a Monday news show. And there's lots of uh, checkpoints along the way. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see how uh, quick they can get to the work, but also the quality and the fun that they have. Uh, and, and it's a really important part of our institution because we don't have a lot of the same types of uh, natural community building things that other schools might have in physical extracurricular activities where students can come together and talk in the bleachers and, and things like that and connect. And having an assembly every Monday that is jam-packed with students who are chatting back and forth and, and building that community as well as learning about the important events going on in our school. Uh, it's really, really very cool. And collaborating with uh, the Spiritual Life Group is really great too, because uh, as, as uh, I think Dylan's catchphrase, um, come for the prayer, stay for the show. And uh, we, we've really kind of taken that to heart, that we want it to be a collaborative effort, that students should come for both of those things that are so integral to our institution. Y'all are making it work really well. It seems like it's a great team working all together. That's really interesting, your background in the student leadership cultivation. How, what sorts of things do you work with these guys on and the other members of the team in order to, to bring this to its, to help make it what it is now? I think really the, the biggest thing is, is just letting the students play to their own strengths and giving them little bits of feedback along the way. Uh, little things that can kind of take a really great natural talent, a natural ability to kind of the next level. Uh, little things to watch out for, um, little things to add to the script here and there. Uh, and really, um, Dylan, Dylan is our executive producer. So I have most of the contact with Dylan and a little bit with some of the anchors as we're practicing uh, in that 20 minute, a little 20 minute period before the assembly. Uh, but I really, I think I trust our leadership quite a lot. And it's, it's, that's a big thing, right? Trusting in the students um, to, to pull together such a, such a huge production is is kind of the biggest the biggest thing right uh, giving them uh, the empowerment more than instruction they certainly have risen to the occasion haven't they oh absolutely and it's a lot of fun i love watching them within each production each week i know you're going to give us a little example of what one is like but what sorts of things do you all cover in the new show segment so uh, in the new show we have kind of a, a framework for it um, I think it's called O-Rise or something like that. There's some acronym for it. But 
Uh, we start with kind of a fun opening and our opening and our closing kind of, I feel, anchor the show a lot uh, because we try and do the most uh, elaborate and fun and funny pun filled, all sorts of crazy stuff jam packed into the opening and the closing. Um, but in between, which is the actual announcement part, which uh, we we try and make sure not to forget, um, we first take our announcements and we condense them down into the highlights of that that week. Things that are big, like the talent show, the Christmas concert, big things, or a new thing like um, peer tutoring when it starts in the year, or shadow week because it's a one week thing. Uh, we take these big things and we try and make those the focus of that show. And then we, of course, add in these things we called send outs at the very end, which are kind of the things we talk about every week, uh, the Colby cast, peer tutoring, these things at the very end that are recurring each week. So we try and um, give a nice blend of all of that so that people can hear those highlights and they, they'll remember them uh, very well in, uh, when they're doing other things, they don't get lost or if they forgot to read the Friday memo, it's, it's in their head, at least uh, verbally. Nice. And yes, thank you for including the Kobe cast among your announcements. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> okay, what what sorts of responses have you gotten from Kobe students to this show? Uh, well, I, I can take this one. Um, we get really great response from all the students. I mean, if you look at the chat box every show, they're always so excited once the news show comes on. You can see all of them, Sean. Where's Jimmy? <laughs> and uh, it's really great to see as anchors and script writers and editors and all that to see how much the students love the show. And sometimes we will get feedback on some things uh, that they think we can improve or things that they think are really great. Um, but yeah, the student response has been really awesome. Good. It's a, it's a fun layout that we have too. I think the students appreciate that. We've we've renamed our chat box as the news ticker. So it's kind of like the the scrolling marquee if you will just of student organic comments. So it's kind of kind of fun. We have we have a lot of fun with it for sure. Oh, that's very clever. I think that the energy that comes from like Peter was saying the the chat and everyone getting really hyped up about everything uh, kind of it almost feeds on itself with the energy the anchors have for the show already and it it just increases that community building and the enthusiasm that that surrounds the new show. It's at a good time of day too to kind of get everybody they've made it halfway through Monday get them the rest of the way through Monday and through the week it's a good start to the week okay. And so I, if I understand correctly, y'all have prepared for us, give us a little taste of what the new show is like. Yes. All right. Hello and welcome to the one and only Colby News Show. Good morning or afternoon or evening. Uh, what time is it? <laughs> uh, 43 million o'clock. Um, are you sure about that? Well, anyway, I, I hope you're all doing well out there on this wonderful Friday, November. Wait, what's the date? I think it's uh, 43rd, definitely. Uh, that's, that's not a date. I'm pretty sure it's the 4th. Mm, yeah, I, I guess that sounds better. Anyway, welcome back to all of you, and let's get started with some proclamations. First off, did you know that you can sell your old Colby textbooks? What? How intriguing. Yes, I know. And 
that by doing this, you can get cash or an additional 5% off when you use store credit. I'm at the edge of my seat. As you should be. This is a wonderful service that you can learn more about by heading on over to the Friday Memo. For our next announcement, announcement, Colby Peer Tutoring is open every Tuesday, Wednesday, and you can find that using the link in the Friday Memo to get an appointment there. And it's open from 4.15 to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. I thought it was only open on the 43rd of every month. Oh, no, wait, that's something else. Sorry. Don't forget that NHS peer tutoring is also available by appointment. So if you need help with those sneaky math problems or even just proofreading an essay, make sure to check out NHS peer tutoring. In other exciting news, Colby is holding its sixth, not one, not two, not three, not four, not even five, but its sixth annual Advent and Christmas concert. And you know what I've heard, Peter? What? I've heard that this year students are running it. What? Yes. Two students will be hosting it and another student will be running the stage crew. This event is open to all online students, K through 12. So if you want to present your God-given talents at this very special event, you have until Tuesday, November 29th to submit auditions for being a host or a live act and until Tuesday, December 6th for artwork submissions. But how do we actually submit the auditions? I'm glad you asked. All submissions can be submitted through the Advent and Christmas concert course on Schoology, which you will have access to if you signed up for it during club registration. If you're not already enrolled in it, reach out to tech support via live chat. As a recap, today we talked about how you can sell back your books to Colby and about Colby's very exciting sixth annual Advent and Christmas concert. For more information, you can check out the Friday Memo. Well, that's all for us today. And we hope to see you next Monday at 43 million o'clock. Also known as 12.50 Eastern Standard Time. See you then. Cut. Oh, that was fantastic. That was great, guys. What a great start to the week. All right, well, let's shift gears here. This episode is airing during the first week of December as students are preparing for semester one finals. I'd love to get your insights and thoughts about how you prepare for finals week and maybe some tips that you guys have for doing well on your finals, making it a good week, anything to help families gear up for that week. So maybe a tip or two from each one. Let's start with Catherine. So um, usually what I like to do around finals week is about um, a week or so before um, the teacher tells you what you need to study for the exam. I usually start reviewing the notes I've taken in class, especially if it's a class um, like theology or literature where it's not cumulative throughout the whole semester. And so by the time you get the study guide or the teacher tells you what you need to know, you're, um, you're familiar with the material. And also moving through that week, um, some things to keep in mind, not, um, how do I say this? Don't stress out too much about it. Just keep in mind that the most important thing that you can do is to study and do your best on the exam. Don't stay up all night thinking that'll get you a better grade. 
just study during the day and do your very best. And that's the most important thing in the end. Okay, good deal. Bernadette, what would you add to that? During uh, finals week, I use Quizlet for a lot of uh, different reasons. Doing it because with English, we have vocab and it's really easy to just plot them all into the Quizlet and you can print it out and um, you can just go over them multiple times. I think also one of the things I've really learned is going over the class quizzes is like really, really helpful. Print, I usually print off most of the quizzes, almost all of them, for the amount of info that they've told us that we use. Um, and if they say, okay, this is going to be chapter eight through 12, then I try to put all of the quizzes and all the homework we've done from those chapters and print them out so that I can review all of them. Cause it's always really helpful to look at like those questions because sometimes they're very similar on the exams. That's a great idea. Colin, how about you? What works well for you or what would you suggest? So uh, one mistake I made uh, my first time taking exams was I crammed all my studying into like a three hour session with no breaks. And then I found out that I had studied the entire wrong material. Oh no. But I found this out while taking the exam. So it was even worse. So my tip is don't do that. Make sure you know exactly what you need to be studying and make sure you take breaks while studying, go outside, go practice an instrument or something of that sort so that you give your brain time to recharge. Excellent as well. Lots of great advice so far. Definitely. Yes. What about you, Peter? So uh, yes, definitely what Colin said, because I had a very similar experience my first year. I studied the entire first unit, uh, but then I forgot to study the second unit. So I did really great on everything covering the first unit in the exam. And then um, not as great when I was studying the second unit. But uh, what works for me really well is making Quizlets. Quizlet has been my best friend for the past five years, which is kind of sad on one hand, but um, being able to type down your own study guide and committing that to muscle memory while also being able to take that study guide over and over again has really helped me commit everything to memory really well, but it all depends on what works for you. So once you find what works for you and what gets all that information glued to your brain, um, that's when you, you'll really succeed at all of your exams and all of that. That's another good suggestion. And I like that expression, glue to your brain. Yes. Okay, Dylan, what you got? Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said so far, especially don't stress out about it, um, but keep calm and, you know, um, that'll help you focus and that'll help you not get distracted in the actual stress of taking the exam and more of the studying you can focus on. For uh, history and literature, I find that making timelines for the different events that happen in history and throughout the novels you read in literature is very helpful uh, because one, you know, you have the layout of the plot that's going on if they ask you questions about that, but also if there's an essay question or something like that, you can kind of go back in your mind to that kind of timeline 
uh, because you've written it down. It's kind of soaking into your brain. And remember the examples you can pull in um, into your essay question, into your short responses um, when you're taking the test. And uh, I think that also working on uh, making your own study guides, whether it's using Quizlet or just writing it down on a piece of paper is uh, also very helpful um, to kind of have all of that, all of the material covered in many different classes spread out into one place um, where you can have a lot more easier time studying it and uh, committing it to memory. Fantastic. Mr. Chapman, how do you prepare your students for semester exams and, and what what else might you add to what's been already suggested? I think we've got a great few suggestions already. Uh, and just to kind of echo those things, um, chunking is the term that we use in the education world to, to break up things into small pieces. And I think breaking up your time that you're studying uh, into smaller pieces and taking those breaks between to let your brain recharge, as was previously stated, but also chunking in the sense that when you're doing something procedural, I'm a math teacher, math is very procedural, uh, but other, other areas use the same types of procedural thinking, whether it's building an essay or analyzing a science lab, something like that. Take it into small pieces. Just don't be overwhelmed by feeling like you have to know exactly what steps you're doing every step along the way. Just begin. What's the first thing that you can pull from the problem? What's one step that you know how to do? Um, once you get that step completed, maybe there's uh, that clues you into something uh, that you can do next. All right. So just breaking it up into small pieces and not feeling like you've got to tackle it uh, in one step. Uh, I would also add that quality studying is much better than quantity studying. Um, so making sure that you're organized, that you have a plan going in before just jumping in and studying. Um, because I think a lot of students, as they go through, uh, they do really well studying early uh, parts of the year because they start with this goal that they're going to really just extensively study everything. And then they burn out a little bit. And the later things in the year uh, don't get as much quality attention uh, as well as quantity attention. So being organized, having a plan, breaking things up in small pieces, those are really key things I've found to help students be successful. Any other takeaways that you want to leave with our listeners before we go, guys? I think this episode was all about really all about collaboration a collaboration in prayer, collaboration as a student body, collaboration between clubs, and also, uh, Ms. Prudlow's commented, uh, importantly, collaboration in studying. So as we prepare for final exams, uh, don't forget to take advantage of those opportunities to connect with other students, whether it be discussion boards in your Schoology pages or other ways. Studying with other people uh, can help give you a perspective that's not your own. So I think collaboration in all these areas is really, really great uh, thing that we can still take advantage of. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're a virtual school, but our students have and our teachers always find creative ways to come together and collaborate. And I think you know, as we heard today, it's never too late. If there's a club that you were thinking you wanted to wait about, wait, maybe it's your first year at Colby and you weren't sure if you had the time, it's never too late. Jump on in, join a club. They're going to welcome you with open arms, continue collaborating, as Mr. Stratman said, and, and yeah, reaching out to your fellow students, getting to know them on all the discussion boards and uh, all these really great ways. Our, our student body is wonderful at working together and 
these clubs are just one way that we can do that and share and share their beautiful, you know, achievements. For sure. Yeah. And Mr. Stratman, that was a great way. You tied it all together with collaboration. I was like, oh yeah, that worked so perfectly. <laughs> I thought that was really nice. Well, that's all the whole spirit. Yeah. Said, <laughs> hey, that was like wrapped it all up in this yeah. nice little bow. But it's it's true. It's true. You know, you guys getting together and collaborating and it's all about you guys. Well, they're they're doing a great job. So I, I, it's been really fun. I mean, really sincerely, it's been really fun to watch from Peter auditioning in his car to all the skits oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> all the different ways that we've introduced all the mystery anchors has been really cool. I think the students have really liked that seeing who's going to pop up next. So. Oh yeah. Dylan, Colin. I mean, you guys, you've written all these new anchors that pop in here and there. And it's just so fun. And the kids, they just never know who's going to be next. And I think that's, it's a really special part of that new show. And it, it, and it shows that it's, you know, it's open. Anyone can come in and, and say, hey, can I do, can I help out this episode this week? Because I think that's really nice. Very clever. It's great to see you all lending your talents to this effort. It's really, it's really neat to see all, all of you guys. And like I said, I'm really impressed with how the Spiritual Life co-captains interact with the members of that group that's really I know that collaboration that is wonderful and Bernadette and Catherine you're doing such a wonderful job with spiritual life club I just I am so impressed I mean I knew you guys would do great but it was it's been a lot of I know I've been in the background this year but watching you guys coordinate everything has been really really well done well I've been in the background too and I'm the only faculty advisor so (laughs) <laughs> we got we got great students all the way around in both groups. I think it's yeah. really cool to to see that come together every week. So, and that's a great idea about these clubs at Colby is we want them to be student run, um, and so we're just here to like facilitate that, allowing their creativity to to grow and to find help them with the resources they need, whether it even just being opening a room for them to sit there and take it away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's really been great. I mean, it's very little. I used to have to die after a while, you know, in spiritual life club, I would just open the room and they would take it away and just do whatever had to be done. It was wonderful. And this year was other uh, with, especially from the new show perspective, having a lot of different people who can take on different jobs. It's been really fun to see, uh, you know, people being individually take on things and how it all comes weaves or collaboration I think uh to keep going on that theme is uh it's it's really fun to watch it's really neat to see Dylan not having to do it all by himself I think he's he's happy about that (laughs) and I love how you guys on the prayer side incorporate the liturgical year and the various readings and the various sources that might not might not be um as common or as well known to some of the students you know excerpts from the office of readings uh, the oh, colleague yeah. from the daily mass, you know, how you tie it to the day that we're living, you know, there's the saints of the liturgical calendar, everything. It's just all so well done. So. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. And then, yeah. And then they do their saints of the month, which I think is such a great thing that you guys are working on. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, again, those collaborations with the other clubs as well. I mean, yeah, spiritual life club, it's been, you know, it started really simple, but having that room, uh, we used to call it the oratory, right? Remember, it was the oratory room. Now it's sort of the assembly room. Um, but, you know, where we could just say, oh, yeah, anyone can come in here and, you know, and we're going to collaborate. It's just, 
it's really opened up a lot of doors. So well done, Spiritual Life Club. Yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mrs. Prudlow, anything to add to this? I mean, there's not a whole much, lot more for me to add. I mean, you guys did such a great job on this. And, and of course, I agree with Mr. Stratman. It, it's about quality instead of quantity of studying. Uh, the slow bits over time, not to stress out, taking those breaks. Uh, I think that's one of the most important things you can do is, you know, marathon sessions don't do anyone uh, any good. It's it's a slow process. You know, I teach history and I'm always telling the kids, you know, this is a story. Find someone, if you have a particular uh, topic that you're having a hard time with, go find someone to talk to and teach it to them, right? Dylan and Colin know that strategy very well from my class last year, but um, you know, if you can, if you can explain it to someone else, it oftentimes helps you retain that. That's how, that's how those of us, your teachers, that's how we do this every year. You know, we get to teach it to you guys. So we're, we're, we're studying all the time. Um, and so do, do that, take small chunks, uh, even if it's once a week during the year where you're sitting down, okay, let me just glance through my notes real quick. Am I memorizing everything? No, but it's there in my brain and I'm thinking about it. And so it's not so overwhelming when you sit down to um, say, okay, what are the details I really have to remember here? What are the projects I really want to, I want to think through this outline, especially if it's for like a theology or history or literature, uh, what's what's an outline of this book um, that I can make in my head? I can have that just there at the tip of my, you know, tip of my thoughts so that I can expand on that. And I can talk about some uh, great examples that we thought about or discussed in class. But yeah, break it up into those, those chunking. I, I, I love that way of doing it. Small bits and pieces. Make yourself a plan, but take those breaks as well. They're nothing better than a recharge to keep you going. I'm thinking of your episode that you recorded with us. How long ago was it now? Embrace the fifth day and the importance of sleep that you highlighted in that episode as well. Seems like a one final thing to add to that. Yeah, as much as possible. Yeah, Absolutely. We did an episode last year with the officers of the NHS group that started last year at Colby. That is episode 76, Study Buddies. We asked for their input as well. So we can, between these fine suggestions and those lots of great ways to make semester finals week and you know do well that week this has sure been a fun morning recording with y'all and getting an example of the new show and hearing about the prayer time on monday mornings these monday morning assemblies are a key part of the colby community that that is deepening all the time and, and strengthening you can definitely see that coming together and the fruits of that and I commend you all for all of your hard work and contributions to that effort, and thank you all. Again, I extend my thanks to Brittany Doucette, the, the advisor of the Spiritual Life Club. You can hear her on episode 87, Home Base, talking about the homeroom classes that Colby offers online. So um, we have missed her presence here today. Be sure to appreciate everything she did to help make this possible. Okay, everyone, I wish you all great success in your own semester exam week and in all the, the rest of the school year to come. Thanks again for coming today. Thank you. Thanks again for having us. Subscribe to the Colby Cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review. And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. 
Mary our Mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Kolbe, pray for us. Ad Maiorem Dei Gloriam.